Sunday. It came about that while he was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. Okay. So Jesus just finished praying, and one of the disciples said, Teach us to pray. Now, I don't know, but it's not recorded that they ever asked for Jesus to teach him to preach or to heal like he did. But teach us to pray like you are. There was something about Jesus praying that really drew their attention and made them want to be able to do the same thing. And so Jesus says, when you pray, you say. Now, this is a very brief, you know, a summary prayer. I don't think that Jesus' intention was that these words be recited. I think they're a mark. You know, they're almost like a tuning fork to just measure whether our prayers are in the right pitch. You know, here's kind of a basic skeleton outline that'll make you think about what should we say when we pray. And so he starts with addressing God as Father. What do you see in that? Closeness. Closeness. You know, pagan gods were really touchy about being addressed properly. You can see some of the titles that were given, they're just extravagant, lengthy, you know, sorts of things to make sure you honored them properly. Jesus says, Save Father. The simplicity of that. Hallowed be your name. So we're thinking about God's glory and interest more than our own. And we're asking for God's name, his reputation, to be acknowledged as to to who he was, to be held in high esteem. And your kingdom come, that is, your rule, your reign, your will be done. You know, so... This prayer starts out putting God's interest ahead of ours. Is that what we really care about? You know, or do we expose when we pray that we're mostly self-focused? You know, we don't start out with our agenda, our ambitions, our purposes, our plans. It's God's name, God's reign. We want God's things done. But then he turns to give us each day our daily bread. Give us what we need to eat today. You know, simple request for sustenance for the day. You know, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who's indebted to us. Our most basic need is to be forgiven by God. And, but doing that, God doing that for us depends on our forgiving. You know, so God forgives us. We ought to be a conduit for the forgiveness. So he forgives us. We sh- share that forgiveness with others. When you forgive somebody else of what they've done against you, you set a prisoner free. And you find out that prisoner was you. Forgiving others is a part of receiving forgiveness. And 
if I'm not prepared to forgive other people, then I shouldn't expect God to forgive me. We may think it's really hard to forgive because look at what they did to me. But when we think about how much we have been forgiven, we have received more forgiveness than we will ever give out because we've done worse things against God than anybody's ever done against us. So forgiveness is vital. And then lead us not to temptation. You know, so we desire to not fall into a situation where we need forgiveness again. You know, if you're really praying for forgiveness, then you also also ought to be praying that you be strong and not need it over and over again to to be able to withstand the temptation in the future. So I think in the original language, 38 words, but but very powerful, plain, impressive prayer. My mommy. Thoughts, thoughts and questions. My mommy. My mommy. My Bible prayers um actually go this way a lot, which I hadn't really realized. But um, like when anybody is praying and we have it recorded, like Daniel or um. There's another, like in Daniel 9, there's a couple other 9s. They start with, like, a description of, like, God and his attributes, usually as relates to the problem at hand, but they, they talk about his glory, or, like, Moses praying for the people, like, you have brought this people up, like, you've glorified your name, and then they do have a request, usually, not always, but it's tied back to, like, that description of God and his attributes. I really have only noticed that recently, but that's kind of what this is doing. Like, talking about God and his attributes, and then, like, there are some requests, but only after we've talked about God. So that needs to be the focus. I mean, uh, I have in my notes, (laughs) prayer is not an instrument to get man's will done in heaven, but God's will done on earth. (laughs) You know, our goal is... God's glory and God's will. That's what we want. So, this prayer is a reflection of a God-centered life, of a Godward perspective on everything. Well, that's really what we're concerned about. So, what do we show in our own life and praying that we're very self-focused and very this-life-oriented and we're really not with a mindset that's, that's filled with the Lord. You know, it's super funny to me reading some of the prayers because they would say, well, God, like, you promised this and you promised this and so please answer your promises, fulfill your promise. And I was like, well, yeah, like, he promised it, so of course he's going to fulfill it. But they were praying for God's will to be done. And how do we know what God's will is? Well, the things he promised us are a good place to start. <laughs> what would you want God to do? I think that's kind of the question. I mean, how much would we like for God to do what his will is versus how much would we like for him to do what our will is? Now, if you really trusted the Lord, then wouldn't you rather he do his will than your will? I would. Really. I mean, his will is wonderful. He loves us. And he wants what's best for us and he knows everything. I mean, so getting his agenda accomplished, that ought to be our number one priority. And that ought to be what we mostly pray about and pray for. And so, yeah, it's really appropriate to pray for the things that we're sure from the Bible that God has said he wants to do and will do. Because that's what we want to happen. 
So it is very much more God-centered, and I think we just kind of show we focus so much on ourselves. You know, we do that in worship in general. What songs do we like to sing the most? Sometimes, that depends on who you are, but a lot of times it's the songs that talk to ourselves. You know, (coughs) songs where we exhort each other. Or the songs where we think about all the wonderful things God's doing for us, or God's going to do for us. And it's not inappropriate to sing some of those songs. Now, how how much of our singing is praising and thanking and focused on God? You know, it's easy in a lot of things we do to kind of be a man-centric thing and not a God-centric thing. Good thought. Other comments or questions? I know this is just like a, a model or whatever, but it's also very simple. Like, it doesn't get complicated and wordy and repetitive phrases and, you know, things people do. Or, and I don't it's know. not very long. Yeah. But it is a model. I mean, it's a, it's a summary. Uh, but 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 the value of prayer is not in you know using a lot of words. You know that's not the point. And you know I mean are there times in the Bible where people prayed long prayers or where Jesus prayed for a long time? Yes. But what? Why did he do that? Or why did they do that? Was it to try to impress? Was it to try to you know think that God will be more moved if I say more or whatever? I was more expressing our heart to God. Uh, so it's okay to pray for a long time, but not to try to impress God. It won't. And, and we can say simple yeah. things and direct things and know that God will hear us and he cares. Other thoughts? It's probably not what they had in mind because <clears throat> Jesus never just directly answers the question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Good point. You know, but you can sort of see that because I can imagine that while Jesus was praying, it was probably a long time. There's other cases where he prays, you know, for an hour, all night, or, you know, so he's been praying and they teach us. And he gives them this little snippet (laughs) and it covers all the bases. There you go. So that now you pray using those. Yeah, using that outline. Guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yep. Jesus doesn't always just come and say in everything we ask him to. Puts a lot on us. All right. Well, why don't we mark it at 11.5 and uh, I might be 